0: Richard Blissbrook here, we are live. You sit here today with none other than Mark Victor Hansen, Bob Proctor, this is Kendra Hall, Sonya Stringer, Jeff Canfield, Witt Jones, James Clear, Les Brown, people want to hear stories, I like getting stories out of my guests here, so thanks for joining us. To the Richard Blissbrook Authentic Networker Podcast. And look who's in the house. None other than world famous New York Times best-selling. Well, she's working on it. Author of So You Said Yes, Donna Weiser Hennis. Donna, welcome to the house. Congratulations. You got a book. You. You're famous. You're well, I have a
1: book. I don't know if I'm famous. In, in, infamous. What they about,
0: say? You're about to be famous because anytime somebody writes a book, we'll talk about this, right? Best business card ever. Yes. Elevates your credibility, your authority, elevates everything. Now you can be on, you know, Good Morning America. Do they still have that? Um, you can be on Geraldo if you want. You could be on Jerry Springer. You can be on Oprah. And she wrote a book. So for those of you that don't know Donna, she is a 30-year veteran of the network marketing profession with one company. So she's built millions and millions of dollars in net worth from one stream of income for 30-some-odd years in Arbon. 20 years, is that it?
1: 32 years.
0: 32 years, Yes. Keep track of all those years past 30 because everybody else falls away, right? You could go, well, you'd find a lot of people in Arbon, but you went to 100 network marketing companies and you said, how many of you have been building this company for 30 years? You get three hands. It's really rare and it's really remarkable. And congratulations on building that four-year career. Oh, here's my plug. That four-year That's- career. <laughs> residual asset income that's going to pay your children yes, and your yes. grandchildren and where else can you do that but in a legacy network marketing company like Arbonne or maybe a few others uh, and network marketing. So congratulations, Donna. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's interesting because my my sister hosted a book launch for me this past Sunday, and my children were there. My children are forty-one and thirty-eight years old, and my granddaughter who is six years old. And when I started my network marketing business, my daughter was six years old, and it was such a powerful visual for me to see my granddaughter sitting on my daughter's lap. I got goosebumps because that's this is exactly why I started a business like this for my family.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, network marketing gets compared a lot of times to you know gig economy opportunities, and there's a million ways to make five hundred or thousand dollars a month in a in a plan B or second income, but there's only one way to build it once and get paid forever. And that's in a legacy network marketing company. And, you know, we have at rb.com, we have third generation network marketing clients, meaning their grandparents built the income. Wow, We're talking 50, 60 years ago, they built an income, they passed away, the kids inherited it, <laughs> which can sometimes be a mess, right? If there's more than one kid, they inherited it. They usually really don't know what to do with it. So they just spend the money. They become 80 years old. They pass away. And now we have clients that are 30 or 40 years old in legacy companies like Arbonne. I don't know any particularly in Arbonne, but we have some. And they're like, wow, I have this income. It just is steady as a rock or it goes up or... Maybe it does this, but it's always there every month and what a life changer. So congratulations and especially congratulations on documenting all the wiser wisdom in this book and so that people that uh, said yes, right? So title of the book is So You Said Yes. What does that mean? It means you said yes to a product. You said yes to a company. You said yes to a team of people and your intention is to build an income. Our vision for you is that you're gonna build an income that lasts forever. And so what Donna's book is all about is the things that she learned along the way in 32 years that will help you, since you said yes, build your legacy income. So Donna, let's start with, um, tell people your story very briefly, 32 years ago, where were you? Who were you? What were you doing? And how did you find yourself looking at an opportunity in Armon?
1: 32 years ago, I, my kids were six years old and nine years old, and I was desperately looking for a vehicle to provided an income that I could put my children in private school. I live in the LA area in Los Angeles and private schools out here are just so, so expensive. At the time I was in graduate school going for a master's in business because I thought that would be the solution for earning an income. I was also pursuing an acting career. I had just gotten an agent and I thought perhaps that would be the vehicle to earn some extra money. I was a camp director by profession. I, there actually is, I have a degree in recreation administration. And so I was working as a camp director, and that was not the vehicle to make enough money to put the kids in private school. And then I ended up at a Mother's Day luncheon 32 years ago where somebody was offering a gift certificate to sample some of Arbonne's skincare products. I was really not interested at all in a a business and an income. And when I tried the products and they worked, it it was kind of like a little switch in my brain that said, wait a minute. The gal who gave me these products mentioned there was an income option attached to the product. I should look at this. Maybe this is the vehicle. And it was a vehicle and that was 32 years ago.
0: That is so awesome. And what did the products do for you?
1: What
0: was your your story?
1: Oh, so my story was I had adult acne and nothing ever cleared up my skin. I mean, I'd gone to dermatologist. I tried every product on the market, nothing worked. Back in those days, Arbonne only had skincare products. Today, we have nutrition as well, and so those products within two or three weeks literally changed my skin. And that was, you know, where I had that thought: "Wait a second, it works for me. It's got to work for other people." And I did not consider myself a salesperson. I think that's why I had so much success because I was so passionate and excited about it. And that's—I actually talk about that in the book. If you're, if you're madly in love with your product or your income option, it's easy to share it with other people. You just can't in this industry, as you know, you can't share something that you don't love. And this is why I think this is such a fabulous industry. And I think one of the reasons why people don't have success is that they they don't they don't get in touch with that passion. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, authenticity is such a deep requirement to succeed in network marketing. The example I use sometimes is you can't drive a Mercedes onto the back lot of a BMW dealership, I mean, you can and walk out front and sell BMWs. You can do that. You can't do that here. You're either a raving fan, authentic raving fan of that product, or you're not. And that's really, you know, that's a personal relationship between you and the product. And if you have that story, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine keeping it to yourself. It's just a natural thing to do to tell other people. And that's the essence of how network marketing works. And that's a really powerful point you make in the book that you can't fake it. This has to be real or it doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and for me, it was, it really was a no-brainer, but I had the challenge when I first started because I my family and friends thought I was out of my mind. And I know it happens with many of us. You're doing what? You're dropping out of graduate school to do what? You know, to scale, you know, to sell skincare and cosmetics, again, no nutrition at that time. And so I quickly had to learn how to, as I say, warm up the cold market because my warm market wanted nothing to do with my products or my business. My mom was my best customer. And so was my sister, but family and other family and friends wanted nothing to do with it. So One of the things I love about our our industry is that you can learn the skills if you're open to learning the skills, how to talk to people, how to get out there and get out of your own way, how to get out of your comfort zone. And that's what I did. Although it did take me, see, it took me two years to get to the second highest rank in, in our company. But it took me another eight years because I hadn't embraced personal development. Learning from people like you, personal development is a huge part of this business. You know, I like to say that when you wake up in the morning, you're looking at the boss when you look in the mirror, and if you don't like the boss, you're in trouble. So in this yeah. business, we have to learn how to how to love ourselves enough and how to respect ourselves enough to get out there and do the work we have to do because it does take work to build a business like this.
0: So I think you know one of the most common challenges for new people starting off, Donna, is that um, how do you handle not getting support from your family and friends, how do you handle the indifference? How do you handle the negativity? How do you handle maybe the ridicule when you know people think, oh, you're desperate or you're going to be harassing your friends? You're going to be one of those people. How did you learn the mindset to handle that and move through it with grace?
1: That's a good question. You know, I came into this industry already having some personal development under my belt where when it came to the mindset affirmations I had gone uh, I had spent many years in uh, in 12 step program uh, over ages years anonymous which is very similar to Alcoholics Anonymous the only difference is we choose food is our our drug of choice instead of alcohol and so through those those uh, meetings and through going to therapy and learning how to create affirmations that were the that, that I actually created affirmations that were the opposite of what I was feeling. So for example, when I was uh, earlier in my in my 20s, I was feeling you know, fat and ugly and depressed. I would create affirmations that I am beautiful, thin and happy. So I came into network marketing with those skills already. So I knew, I mean, there. I had no doubt in my mind that this was going to be the vehicle for me to support my family. So I just created affirmations that were completely the opposite of the the negative voices in my head, like nobody wants to do this with me. I immediately turn it around. People are excited to join my team. Um, you know, nobody wants to buy products from me. Everyone's excited to hear about my products. I created affirmations that were the opposite, and just the way that I, I actually kind of th- think of myself as a. I became a butterfly. I came out of the cocoon when I was able to, you know. Work with my own my my eating addiction. I did the same thing with with my Arbon business. I created affirmations that were the opposite of, of the negative self talk. I learned that by the way from Shad Helmstetter too. You know what to say when you talk to yourself, and I really think it made a huge difference. I came into this business already knowing the importance of affirming what I wanted to create. So the yep. people who are negative, I just I just let it roll off my back.
0: Beautiful. And did you find people that were excited to hear about your products and your income option?
1: Very quickly, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I did attitude, it outside.
0: Attitude makes a difference, right? If you're negative, well, you just might attract that. If you're positive, it doesn't mean that you convert negative people to positive. It just means maybe you find the people you're looking for because they are out there.
1: 100%. And you know what I did because I, I was so committed. I literally went to the I went to the mall. Listen, we didn't have social media, you know, 32 years ago. We didn't have cell phones. So I actually had to get out there and meet people in person. And by the way, I think that's one of the challenges today, Richard. I think people are not doing the belly to belly as much as I believe they'd have more success if they did. You just can't go on on social media and build your business 100%. That's just my feeling. I think once you, if you, even if you make an a, maybe you meet someone on social media great but you need to take the conversation off of social media and get on the phone and talk to someone or get in person so i went to the mall every single day and i would i wouldn't come home in, until i had 10 phone numbers of people wow. I, and that was I, that's how committed i was to make this happen
0: well the beauty of social media is you could just get on social media and get in conversations with people and get 10 phone numbers a day you could do that in an hour as opposed to going to the mall but too. like you say if you don't take those offline and get face to face belly to belly get on the phone get on zoom get person to person um well you got to be you got to be somebody who's really really good at dancing with your dog on tiktok or something in order to get any traction on social media and that's not most of us right most of us we may like trolling social media but we're not the famous content creators that are going to get 10,000 views so we got to rely on getting face to face with people and letting them and you know what's that all about it's really about people hearing and feeling our conviction and our authenticity and our story right are we trying to sell them a mercedes when we drive a bmw do we have that kind of you know, feel to us, or are we real? And you don't get that from a post on social media. You get that from being in a conversation with somebody where you can see them and feel them.
1: Yeah, you have to and be one hundred percent authentic. It doesn't work if you're not authentic.
0: So and what I else? Remember-
1: do you- go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go
0: no, ahead. I remember.
1: You- I re- I remember when I would go to. I go to a restaurant, for example, and I was and I. When you're out there, we have to have an intention. I really believe in, you know, the law of attraction and intentions. And so every single day my intention was to find people who I could serve with my business and my products. So if I was at a restaurant and the and the waiter or waitress was someone who I connected with. Very authentically, I'd ask questions. How long have you worked here? Do you like what you do? What did you do before you were here? And I would start these conversations with people. And by the way, um, I'm plugging my book. I talk about the, the exact conversations to have some of the verbiage in my book as well. And so I was able to, from those conversations, get names and phone numbers all day long. I had a pile of business cards this long, because back in those days, I'd have I'd have my two business cards in my hand, and I'd say, um, here's my card jot your name and phone number down in the back of my card. I'll, I'll get, we'll get in touch and we'll and we'll talk. And to this day, I still do that.
0: Right. Yeah, that works. So, what's some other nuggets um, from your book? And think about, you know, let's say the audience right now are two types of people. One is they're just getting started. They're a little scared. They're a little excited, but not sure. And then there's another audience that I think will benefit immensely from your book, and that's the people that. Maybe they've been at it for six months or a year or two and the shine kind of wore off and they're feeling a little stuck. And so what there is to do is get re-excited and get unstuck. What would you say to those people? What would you say? what, What are some of the wisdoms from your book?
1: Well, I have to share how how it all came to be the book, and it, and part of that is the story. What I would share. So I I was actually, as you know, I was with Richard and Kimmy at a retreat about six years ago on Lanai. It was a phenomenal leadership retreat, and it was the last night. And we were at dinner, and I was sharing the story of. And that time I, I had been pursuing an acting career, and I was sharing the story of how I I landed a, jo- a speaking role on. General Hospital, which is a, a well-known soap opera. And as I was telling the story of how I, I, I was actually on the set as an extra. I went up to the casting office, met the casting director, asked her if she would take a, a you know, watch a video. Well, she actually said to me, do you have a video of your work? And I said, only a, of an acting class. She said, well, bring me that. Next day I brought her a video. And we had a, we went back and forth. I called her several times over the next few months to to you know ha- see if she watched the video. and I, I liken that to our uh, to our industry that you have to continue to follow up with people. So finally, and again, the story's in the book, finally, she watched the video and I did land a speaking role in general hospital. and that's that took a lot of courage for me to continue to reach out to her, to keep calling her even when she didn't get back to me. And that's I think I think that's what happens in our business that people don't follow up and they're afraid of what the response is going to be. And for the people who are who are out there, who are just starting to build a business. My advice is stay out of the results. Just keep doing what you have to do. Stay out of the results and don't assume the worst. Don't assume people don't want to hear from you. People are busy. You can probably look on your phone right now, and you probably have many messages of people that re- reach out to you that you haven't responded to because you forgot, or you were busy, or you didn't see it. it happens all the time. So don't assume the worst. And for the people who are, who are out there who are, who are struggling, who are are frustrated, take a look at your mindset. You know, We always say, mind your mind, right? If you are focusing on what's not working in your business, you're going to get more of that. You have to focus on What's possible, and that that all comes from you know affirmations and intention, and waking up in the morning and starting your day, visualizing what you want to create. And when you do that, you can completely change the trajectory of your day, which will change the, the trajectory of your business. I, it's so much of it's about your attitude, and I think too many people are focusing on what's not working and the negative
0: I hope for helps. sure. I love your point, Donna, about following up. Um, I don't know about well, how many times did somebody have to invite you before you said yes and engaged? Was that right away, or did somebody have to follow up with you?
1: Well, when she first introduced me to the income option after I tried the products and then she offered me the business, I literally you know laughed to myself. I was insulted. You know I just told this woman I'm in gra- I'm going to graduate school. She's offered me this business. <laughs> so I said no, thank you to her. Then she then I tried the products and they were great. And then I reached out to her. So she only she offered it to me one time. I went back to her and said, I think I want to hear more about this. And she was at my door before I even hung up the phone. Right, right. But I think, well, for I a think lot this of is people- a good
0: question for the audience. If you're out there watching live, most of you are watching the replay. Drop in the comments how many times does somebody have to ask you before you said yes? And you know, I asked tens of thousands of people that question and throughout my career in network marketing. And I find the average is somewhere around three or four times, some people seven or eight times, some people one time, first time me, four times, my sponsor asked me four times and three times I told him no. And I meant it
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right. I didn't, I wasn't just blowing him off. I meant it. The answer was no, absolutely not. So where would I be? Where would a whole bunch of other people be if he gave up after the first invite? And it's not about, I know I know you touch on this in your book, Donna. It's not about harassing people. It's not about arguing people it's, it, with people. It's just about graciously re-inviting people to take a look because as you say, the story we make up is, oh, they said no because they don't want anything to do with what I'm doing. No, actually, People say no because, in the moment that you decided to ask them, in that moment, you know, you probably have been thinking about it for days or weeks. So I'm going to call Donna and see if she'll look at my video or try my products. So right. You've been like rehearsing it over and over again, but Donna hasn't been right. You just caught her off guard. And in that moment, what she says is, I'm too busy don't sell, not interest, right? It's just a defense mechanism. It doesn't people mean people want don't want younger skin or to lose weight or have more energy or make more money, right? And so if you just understand that and then give people another opportunity and another opportunity, however many it takes, you know, people ask me how many times do I keep following up until um, they say yes.
1: Yeah, you know, I love that. I love you. I love when you talk about where where are we finding those people at that time, and you have no idea what's going on in their world at that time, or what's going on in their world a few weeks later. And what I think what happens is when you don't follow up, you're priming the pump for somebody else to follow up with those. Exactly.
0: People. Right, and you and I have both experienced this. Right the worst thing ever is you do follow up six months later and they say, oh, well, I'd love to, except I'm over here selling, you know, whatever, right? I, exactly. I got involved and in. you go, wait a minute, that's a network marketing company. You got involved. Well, you know, but that person, I went to a meeting and I read blah, 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 right? That's That happens all the time. The worst is you follow up in six months and they joined your company, <laughs>
1: Yes. Under somebody else. Oh my god, the worst. The worst. When you, I, I remember going to a meeting one time, an Arab meeting in you know my local area, and somebody walked in the room who I was prospecting several months before, and they signed up under somebody else. It was like, oh my god, that was such a hard lesson to learn, but I learned my lesson.
0: Yeah. Just stay engaged, just be there, you know, be top of mind. You don't, you don't have to all you don't have to every time you connect with somebody, ask them if they want to join or want to try your products, if you just connect with people and maybe send them an article or send them a video or send them a cartoon or right, stay on the forefront of their mind. If things shift and things do shift for people, yes, you know, just like you, what shifted for you is you tried the product and and something about getting your kids in private school, right? That was just like swirling. It was just kind of magic. And you, you you, went back and said, tell me more about this. For me, I said no three times and meant it. And then the company I worked for changed their HR policy, which eliminated all of my upward mobility. So all of a sudden I'm like, I have no future here at this company. Changed everything. Right. So and if you look at the variety of circumstances that all the people you're going to connect with go through, it's just insanity to ask people once and not ask them again. It's insanity. And it's the reason, a big reason why a lot of people don't succeed in our business. So the other thing you talked about, Donna, which, um, you know, maybe we'll focus on it because I think this has more to do with your success than anything else is mindset and personal development and changing your perspective so you spoke to the people that are stuck they've been doing it for six months or six years and they feel stuck right so how do you get unstuck how do you like thump that bowl right we've all heard that i don't even know if it's true or not but if you put a frog in a beaker of water and you slowly turn up the heat they won't jump out of the bowl but if you thump the bowl they'll jump out of the bowl Hmm. Um, How do you thump people's, how do you thump your own bowl and like reinvent your perspective and get, snap out of it and maybe get some of that original fire back and get an action? Because really all it takes to get momentum is have one conversation, right? If you're stuck, you probably haven't asked anybody to look in months, So how do you go from not asking anybody to look in months to asking one person and then another person? How do you do that? I know you've coached thousands of people to do that. If I'm stuck, how would you coach me, Donna, to take that first step and invite somebody new today? Change my mindset, get in action.
1: You know, I think accountability is a big part of this. I know that when I when I'm coaching someone who's stuck, I have to, I have to make sure that I'm going to be I'm going to stay in touch with them so that they know they're not doing this alone. And that's what I love about our industry is that you're in business for yourself and not by yourself. I know that when I when I feel stuck, I reach out to my mentors. I reach out to you. You know, you and I have had several conversations where I was you know ready to walk out the door of my company because I was so frustrated, even after being a successful you know a national vice president in Arbon it's just human nature we go through as you said we go through ups and downs so making sure that you have support is so it's really so crucial and then one of my another one of my favorite expressions is school is never out for the pro there's always something new to learn and so that's what that's what has helped me over the years is having accountability partners staying in touch learning something new and then and then getting out of your own way is, is all part of that personal development that makes sense
0: yeah it does the part I, I like especially about what you talk about in the book, Donna, is, you know, the unique feature in network marketing that you're not doing this by yourself, and and if you find yourself stuck and you find yourself disconnected from your team, from people in your upline, maybe even people in the sideline, you know, here's what's true about your company, whatever company you're in, there's somebody in your company that's killing it. There's somebody that's rank advancing. There's some team that's in momentum. There's some Facebook group or something that you can tap into. There's somebody in your upline. And you know, if, if your company's big enough, right? If we're speaking about Arbon, and let's say I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to any one of a hundred thousand ARBON consultants, I could tell every one of them, hey, there's somebody in your upline making a hundred grand a month right? There's somebody in your upline that's killing this and they get paid on your success. They get paid to support you. So go find them. Yes. It may not be your sponsor, right? You may call your sponsor. They may have already quit or they may be in a bigger funk than you are. Just go past them, right? Go to the second person, go to the third person, go find somebody that's on fire in your upline. And if, if you don't find somebody in fire in your upline, find somebody in your company that's, you know, find some group, And just raise your hand and say, I want to engage. Can I get support? And the most beautiful thing about this profession is, whether it's sideline or upline, there's a group of people that will support you. And I don't know where you find that in business, right? Yeah, 100%.
1: And you know, it's interesting, Richard, is that I can't tell you how many people have said to me, I don't want to bother you. People who are in my success line. It's like, bother me please call me i mean please bother me right and and i think that that's again is part of their own self-esteem feeling like they're not worthy of reaching out to someone who has had more success we'll, the only difference between you know ourselves those of us who are successful and the people who are not as successful we've just gotten more no's right we, we just ask more people. And so we, I love that we're, that we're talking about this because there is someone who you can reach out to. And so do it. Don't, be courageous. Pick up the phone. Send a message. Someone is there to support and help you. You know, if it's important, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. It's on, I have it right here. It's on my desk. It's such a powerful expression because you can always find an excuse why this is not going to work, but you can also make it happen. I, I truly believe that.
0: Yeah. Mine's a little more crass, but mine is any idiot can figure out how it won't work. And and millions of them do, right? The the people that make it pay, figure out how it will work. And it's really, this really boils down to an equation, right? What's more important to you? Maybe figuring out how to make an extra thousand or 2,000 bucks a month for the rest of your life and change your whole financial profile your retirement, your independence, your freedom, your fun. What's more important to you, that or, you know, not wanting to bother somebody or not wanting somebody to say no to you. And you just got to decide. Sometimes you got to decide every day. Sometimes you have to look at those every day and say, okay, today, which one's more important to me? And, you know, you said something that's, you know, we could spend a whole weak on it, Donna, which is, you know, if you, um, your self-esteem, if you think you're worth it, and that's a conversation that haunts a lot of people, right? They want to do something like this. They want to engage with people. They want to create an income. They want adventure. They want travel. They want fun. They want to learn. They want to become more. They want to do more. They have a nagging conversation that somehow they're not worth it. That, you know, that, Maybe they should just play small, that it's safer, that maybe that's their destiny. And and one of the things that I know you and I have been gifted from this profession is we have dipped ourselves in an environment that does not tolerate, does not enable that conversation. Because we believe that if we have an ambition, if we have a thought and a desire, then we've been given the ability To go for it otherwise creation would be a mockery right Mm -hmm. our creator would set us up to mock us here have an ambition and then you know you want an ice cream cone and just as you go to grab it our creator slaps it out of our hand I, i we don't believe that's the way things were set up right so we're in an environment that nurtures, hey, we're worth it, and we can do it, and wow, when you put together a group of people, whether it's 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, and they all believe that, that we're all worth it, we all can do it. That doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. Everybody has to do the work, but it's all there, and your book is just a beautiful guidepost for anybody that has said yes and wants to take a crack at it. it's not a guarantee right you got to study the book and books are books are really powerful. everybody I've ever interviewed, everybody I ever know that's been successful in network marketing can trace it back to two or three books that they not just read and here's what I here's my challenge to all of you who will go by so you said yes don't just read it. reading it is entertainment. You won't even remember 95% of what's in it 3 days from now if you read it. Study it. Study it so that you could actually teach it. Like maybe start with teaching it to yourself. Right? What if you memorized Donna's book? What if you totally internalized Donna's book? What if you could stand up and teach it for a half hour? All the principles in her book and her stories and her tips and her nuggets. Think about how, how powerful you would be. The model for books is, oh, I you know I read three books a week and in the last year I've read 300 books. Yeah, I think that's not always, but very often some kind of ego strategy. The real horsepower in books is own it, teach it, be it. Now you've taken one book and turn it into mastery and impact. So you're probably talking, we are talking to a lot of leaders out there, Donna, If somebody else, Donna Johnson or somebody, wrote this book and introduced it to you, what would you do with it? What's your strategy to impart to leaders? What should they do with this book?
1: Well, I mean, the book specifically is for people who did say yes, and now they're network marketing professionals, and they're not quite sure, what should I do now? What's the next step? So, And and because of your wonderful support, and by the way, Richard has been so wonderful supporting me on this journey. First, of all, I would never have written the book without his putting the you know the idea in my head. And Richard wrote the foreword, which, forward, which is so beautiful. Is we have a, 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 at the end of every chapter, we have a takeaway idea and then and an action step. Because with this business, if you don't take action, you know you can think about your business all day long. Thinking about your business is not doing your business. So we have an action step in the book as well. So uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good tool because the things that I learned along the way have helped me. I hope it will help other people. And by the way, I just want to share um, two quick things. So it's not sold on Amazon. I'm going to have an audio book soon. But at this point, it's not on Amazon. It's on my website, DonnaJWeiser.com. And I'm donating a percentage of every book sold to a, ch- a charity called the Scleroderma Research Foundation. Because my, my cousin has scleroderma and it's a horrible disease. So I just, I I wanted to make sure when I decided to sell this book that I wanted to give back. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So DonnaJWiser.com. Somebody will get that in the comments so people can go there. Uh, Here's what I would do with the book. Uh, If it's just you and you don't have a team, buy the book and study it. If it's you and you have a small team, buy 10 books and gift them like, gift them, and then here's a leadership move. Do a book study on the book. What does that look like? Well, every week you get together with your group, or every three days you get together with your group, and you go through two or three chapters of the book, and you read it, and you study it, and you discuss it, and you internalize it, like do a book study. If you have a big group, maybe take your top, not top 100 people, but maybe the 100 people that best are suited for the book like they just said yes maybe the top the, the most recent 100 people that joined your business as a builder and send them the book and encourage them to do a book study the idea is leverage the book right if you just read the book and eh, that's just that's what everybody does i mean not everybody right but <laughs> The people who buy a book, they just read it. They thumb through it. Actually, most of them don't read it, right? They buy it. They put it on their bookshelf. They don't ever read it. Maybe 5%, you know, kind of through the book. Okay, check the box. Read Donna's book. yippee ki And eh. the people that go on to be multimillionaires in network marketing, they leverage. They leverage the impact of the knowledge. One buy, own it. Like, own everything in it. Be able to teach it. That's the... That's the threshold, that's the bar. If you can teach it, this is a book that you have spent whatever, 15 or 20 bucks on and wow, what an ROI you get. If you spend $15 on a book and three months later you can teach it, your ROI is a thousand percent. If you gift it to 10 people, you just multiplied that by 10. If you gift it to 100, you multiply it By a hundred this is how you use books folks don't do what everybody else does which is first of all don't buy it second of all buy it don't read it third of all buy it and read it lame all three of those are lame you want to have impact you want to grow a team you want to create wealth multiply the wisdom of wiser i know i keep your maiden name, I'm
1: on. <laughs> yeah, it's my business name. Yeah, right.
0: the wiser way.
1: The wiser way. Yeah. <laughs> my husband asked me um, when we first decided to get married. He said, "Are you going to change your name?" I said, "I'll change my name, but in the business world, I'm still Donald Wiser." And we were at an Arbonne convention. I'll never forget this. We we're sitting at, um, at at a table, and someone next to us, I, and my my little my little name badge that had my title on it was turned around, and she and I were chatting, and I asked her how long she'd been in in Arbonne. And she told me just a year and this is her first conference. I said, oh, that's so exciting. She said, how long have you been in Arbonne? And I said, gosh, like 27 years. And she said, what's your name? And I said, Donna Weiser. And she said, you're Donna Weiser. And after she left, I said to my husband, she wouldn't have said that if I said I'm Donna Henness.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to make the point about the book, folks. This book is not about Arbon. It's not a branded no, book. No, not
1: at all. No name. It's Arbonne's for in the book. For everybody who
0: says yes in network marketing in every company, Wisdom is all the same and it applies to every opportunity. Donna, thank you for thank you, um, Richard. writing the book. I know that was a that was a process. <laughs> that was a that was a courageous process in itself. And thank you for getting it published. I love the cover. Uh, kudos to your, My your son-in-law. Son-in-law, yeah. Great design and a brilliant book. And all of you out there that get it, you know, here's the next thing you can do, read it, implement it, and then give Donna, wherever Donna is, give her the props of how it impacted you. Give her an endorsement, give her a review, give her a story that will inspire somebody else to implement the book.
1: Thank you, Richard. I have to tell you, once again, I so appreciate you because you have been such a wonderful mentor to me and so many others. We just, I I know I speak for everyone. We're so grateful for you and your mentorship.
0: Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Authentic Networker live podcast. We got dozens of these if you want to go study them. Thank you, Donna. Share this on your social uh, uh, channels. See you next time. Over and out.